Most Christians are familiar with the imagery and implications of the Heavenly Father, God, getting a bride for His Son, the Lord Jesus. But what of the Holy Spirit? The Bible tells us that God is a spirit, and no man has seen God at any time. And yet, the Holy Spirit is symbolized throughout Scripture in many ways. In this study, Seeing the Spirit in the Scriptures, we will discover pictures of the invisible God. Let's join Evangelist Scott Pauley now and get better acquainted with the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Today we opened God's picture book. Recently I was looking at a volume, uh, a storybook that was designed specifically for children. And it was extremely well done. Uh, the pictures uh, the artist gave were tremendous because they helped the children to see truth, to, to visualize, to imagine. And uh, may I just remind you that it is God who gave us imagination. He created us that way. Uh, there is such a thing as a sanctified imagination. Now, it does have to be sanctified. Uh, but when you open the Word of God, you're opening God's picture book, God's revelation of Himself. And all through the Word, there are so many things uh, that we are allowed to see through the inspired Scriptures. Uh, we're studying specifically pictures of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the Spirit in the Scriptures. And so let's begin where God does on the very first page of Scripture in Genesis chapter number 1, where we read, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I want to point out to you that the, the Hebrew name, and uh, this is powerful, that is used in Genesis 1.1, is a uniplural noun. I mean by that, it is a plural, but it has unity. Uh, who is God? He is the great three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, eternally existent, coexistent, and always working together. Isn't that beautiful? And so here we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit creating the heaven and the earth. And then in verse 2 we read this, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Uh, every time I read this now, uh, I have to just pause and point out, this does not sound promising. If I say to you, something has no form, it's void, and it's dark, that sounds very depressing. Uh, it is empty. It is chaotic. It is dark. I sound hopeful to you. And yet, out of the emptiness, God will bring fullness. Out of the chaos, God will bring order. Out of the darkness, God will bring light. You see, we're living in a world right now of chaos and emptiness and darkness, but that's the very context where our God loves to work because that's where he gets all of the glory. And so we read the rest of verse 2. The Bible says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So, we're introduced the very first time to the God who is a spirit and the God who is light right here in the opening verses of Genesis chapter number 1 where the Spirit of God begins to move and to work on the face of the waters and the first word God speaks here is light. And, of course, we read there was light and it was very good. So, why do we come to Genesis chapter 1 today? Because 
the first picture of the Holy Spirit is of him doing something. And I, I want to just point out to you, the Spirit of God is active, not passive. The Spirit of God is on the move today. Uh, maybe you can't see him. Maybe you don't understand what he's doing in your life. Maybe you wonder uh, what he's up to in this world. But I want you to know the same Spirit of God that moved then is the same Spirit of God that moves now. The Spirit of God has not been taken out of this world. In fact, if you're a believer, he lives inside of you. He's with you today, and he's on the move. The word moved here, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, literally is the word for to, to brood over something. It's like a bird flying over, a, a mother bird brooding over the young. Now, why would that particular word be used? Well, the first picture I want you to see of the Holy Spirit in Scripture is the picture of a dove. And perhaps you've even seen on some, uh, some book or some bumper sticker or uh, some plaque uh, the picture of a dove used to represent the work of God in this world. Well, that is rooted in Scripture. Now, the Holy Spirit is not a dove, but the Holy Spirit is often represented by a dove. And the first mention of him doing this brooding work, uh, this hovering work, is found in Genesis chapter number 1. Now, why would this be significant? What is the, the symbolism of the dove? Let me give you three. First of all, the dove always symbolizes purity. A dove is white and clean. Uh, who is the Spirit of God? He is the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean he's more holy than the Father or the Son. Uh, holy is the Father, and holy is the Son, and holy is the Spirit. In fact, in the Word, he is the thrice holy God. Do you remember the, the angelic choir singing, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holiness is actually used more as an attribute of God in Scripture than any other attribute. It's not that he's more of one than he is of another. He's the perfection of all of them. But holiness is the perfection of all of his attributes. He's holy in his wisdom, in his power, in his presence, in his word. Every part of our God is holy. But it is the Spirit of God who reveals that holiness in our lives. He is the Holy Spirit in you. In fact, there's nothing holy in you but the Spirit of God. In me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So if there's any holy thing in any of us, it must be the work of the Holy Spirit because he's the pure one. He's God's dove resting upon our life. Then the dove is not only a picture of purity, the dove is also a picture of peace. And we know this even just from observation. The dove is a gentle bird. But if you'll remember when Noah sent out the, uh, the birds uh, during the period of the flood, it was the dove that was the messenger of peace. It was the dove that came back with the olive branch. Uh, there was life. There was hope. Uh, there was dry ground. There was a future. Oh, this is the work of the Holy Spirit, bringing God's message of peace to our hearts. The Lord Jesus even talked about being wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Uh, think of the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Uh, I don't know about you, that sounds like his peaceable work in our lives, his peaceable work in a world that has gone wrong and full of harshness and hardness and hatefulness. So the dove symbolizes God's purity to us. The dove symbolizes God's peace to us. 
And then the dove also symbolizes God's power to us. Now, most people would not think of the dove and connect the dove with power, but I want to remind you of Jesus at his baptism, at the beginning of his earthly ministry, when he came up out of the water, the heavens opened. Remember, that's when the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And you'll remember at that same moment, a dove came out of heaven and lighted upon him. Uh, a picture of the Holy Spirit resting upon the Lord Jesus. This is the anointing of the Father, the approval of the Father, uh, the, the enabling of the Holy Spirit for his earthly ministry. And by the way, there's no record that that dove ever flew away. That doesn't mean he walked around for three and a half years with the dove on his shoulder. Uh, but the symbolism here is uh, the Spirit was given without measure to him. He was full of the Holy Spirit all the time. And the power of the Holy Spirit was exhibited through his ministry. In fact, immediately he's led of the Spirit into the wilderness, and he returns in the power of the Holy Spirit to do his work. Now, the Holy Spirit is the purity and peace and power of God resting upon the life of the believer. Friends, the Holy Spirit is still the dove. He is still brooding. He's still hovering. He's still on the move and active. Let him work in your life today to produce God's holiness and peace and demonstrate God's power. May the Lord help us to know the Holy Spirit by experience today in our lives. May the power of God's Holy Spirit reside on us as we follow the Lord with our lives. For additional resources about the Holy Spirit, visit enjoyingthejourney.org and click on the search icon. On just the subject of the Holy Spirit, you will find dozens of links to podcasts or sermons in which Scott teaches on the Holy Spirit. Also, if you would like to hear more of Scott's Bible studies and full-length sermons, be sure to visit his YouTube channel, Dr. Scott Pauley. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.